Welcome to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga, a teaching ministry where believers are trained to be established in the truth of God's Word. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. Father, thank you because I'm anointed to teach. Thank you because your people are anointed to receive and to get our faith is built up in the knowledge of the person of Jesus. I thank you because the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of me. And he expresses himself through me. And utterance is granted. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. We've come to the final part of our prosperity series. And we were very deliberate in this series to talk about uh, increase. Material increase. And some of the things that God wants us to, to have. And some things that sometimes can be the missing link. Now, I call it prosperity and material increase, the missing link. And some of the things we've looked at, we looked at um, skills, praise God. We've looked at frugality. We've looked at hard work. Amen. This morning, we want to look at relationships and prosperity. Relationships and prosperity. You know, most times, as believers, we tend to feel like, yeah, you know, with just God, everything can be okay. And that's true, that's true. But that's not the whole truth. God will work through men. God will work in and through men. Whatever God wants to do in your life, He will use a man to bring it to pass. Whatever God wants to accomplish, whatever God wants to do in your life is going to work through men. If God is going to release favor to you, He's going to release it through men. And so it's important for us to understand that one of the limitations of not walking in higher dimensions of prosperity is the way we treat relationships. And I want to deal with this this morning. And like I said, if you've been listening to this series, eh, the things I have to share in this series, I cannot just teach them uh, in one hour in the, in the services. There's so much in this that would help people to actually get in the part of increase and prosperity. And so, this is actually being documented into a book and it's going to be out next month. So, you, you just keep an eye on that. And whenever you're listening to this message, you can request for that from our office. I believe by then it's going to be available. Praise God. Now, go with me to Genesis 24 and verse 1. This has been our anchor scripture for the month. Praise God. Genesis 24 and verse 1. Now, Abraham was old and was advanced in age. And we use this to talk about uh, during our healing school on the need to renew our mind concerning longevity. The need to renew our mind to the fact that we can live long. Caleb said to Joshua, Give me this mountain. Because Moses promised me this mountain 45 years ago. I'm 85 now, but I'm still able to go in a battle for the mountain. And that's the kind of life God wants us to have. God promises us life. Amen. Not death. Life. Praise the name of the Lord. And so we've got to renew our mind where longevity is concerned. We've got to renew our mind where longevity is concerned. We've got to renew our mind where longevity is concerned. Now Abraham was old, advanced in age, and the Lord has blessed Abraham in every way. Hallelujah. The Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. And that's something that we're picking up right now. And that's something we're, we're, we're actually renewing our mind concerning. That it is possible, according to scriptures, for the Lord to bless us in every way. And we are not just blessed in one area of our lives, and then in the other area, we realize oh, we're struggling. No, we want the blessing of God in every way. And some translation says, in all things, praise God. And if you look at the story of Eliezer, he attributed the material possessions that Abraham had to the blessing of God. He says, the Lord had blessed my master Abraham with cattle and silver and gold and all of this. So, the blessing of God on the life of a man can translate into material increase. I'll say that again. The blessing of God in the life, upon the life of a man, can translate into material increase. And we established that in the first series. Then we went on to say that 
even though this is the will of God for us, there are a couple of factors and there are things that we do that can either aid the blessing or that can uh, release, you know, this blessing in our lives. And if we're not careful, we will not be able to walk in these blessings. Praise the name of the Lord. And so, there are certain things that are like the missing link. Praise God. There are certain things that are like the missing link. And it's very important for us to understand that these missing links that we're dealing with are very crucial to experiencing the full manifestation of the blessing of God. These, these things are essential to walking in the fullness of of the power of God. So we talked about what? We talked about skills. We talked about frugality. We talked about hard work. Now today we're dealing with relationships and prosperity. God designed man for fellowship with Him. God designed man, look at this, for fellowship with Him. And then He designed man to have relationship with others. God designed man to have fellowship with Him. And then He designed Man to have relationship with others. Make sure you're writing these things down and documenting them. Praise God. Now, in the Garden of Eden, God had fellowship with man. God was fellowshipping with man. Praise God. In the Garden of Eden, God was fellowshipping with man. But he needed, man needed a relationship with another human being. There was no relationship. God had fellowship with Adam, but there was no relationship. Man did not have any other relationship. And so what did God say? God said, it is not good for a man to be alone. It is not good for a man to be alone. I will make him a helper. Praise God. Then the Lord said, it is not good for a man to be alone. I will make him a helper who is just right for him. And so you see, therefore, that after God created everything, and listen very carefully to this now, it's very important. After God created everything, He said it was good. The only thing He said wasn't good was the fact that there was no other human being with Adam. And Eve became the wife of Adam. Now, when we look at this, we have always seen it from the perspective of marriage. But I think it's bigger than that. It's bigger than that in the sense of God knew the importance of relationships. And I believe that with what's going on in our world right now, the pandemic and everything, we are beginning to value the power of relationship. We know that man was not designed to live in isolation. Man was not designed to be, to be in isolation. Man was designed to fellowship and to have relationship with people and to interact with people. And so it's important for us to understand this concept. As far as you're on the earth, you're going to deal with people. As far as you are on this earth, you are going to deal with people. Come on, are you with me? As long as you are on this earth, you are going to deal with people. And how you deal with people will be to a very large extent determine how much increase you experience on the earth. As long as you are on this earth, you are going to have to deal with people. And how you are able to deal with and manage people will to a very large extent determine your prosperity on the earth realm. There are many people whom the Lord had blessed, but their only limitation is how they manage the relationships that they have. I'd like to go over that again. As long as you are on this earth, you are going to have to deal with people. And as much as you're dealing with people, to a large extent, your prosperity and increase, it's going to come as a result of how you're able to manage and to deal with people. Now, I want you to go to Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. And I want to show you something here. So on your Bibles, go to Luke chapter 2 and verse 52. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature 
Look at this. And in favor with God and man. Can you see that about Jesus? And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature. And in favor with God and man. Why didn't he just say, well, and Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God. Why did Jesus need favor with man? Why did Jesus need favor with man? Come on, are you, are you here? Why did Jesus need favor? This is Jesus. What, what did he need men for? Do you realize that if it was Jesus alone and he didn't have the twelve disciples, when he ascended up to heaven, we would not have Christianity? Do you realize that? You know, we have a vague concept. Oh, yo, it's only God, it's only God. Yes, the things that God wants to do in your life will be accomplished through people. And understanding by the Spirit of God and by the wisdom of God how to deal with and manage people to a large extent will, will determine if you would walk out that plan and walk in increase. Now, you know, you cannot build a doctrine from one verse of scripture. I've always told you that. So I'm going to show you two other scriptures that talks about favor with God and men. Go to First Samuel chapter 2 verse 26. First Samuel chapter 2. And verse 26. 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 26. And the boy Samuel continued to grow in stature and in favor with the Lord and with people. Can you see that? He began to grow in stature, come on now, and in favor with the Lord and with people. Now, the favor always is first with the Lord and then it's with people. God is the source, but people are the channels. There is nothing you would want to do in this life if you do not know how to honor, if you don't know how to honor relationships. There's how far you will go in your prosperity. Another scripture, Proverbs 3 verse 4. Come on, are you with me? Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 4. He says, talking about wisdom, the benefit of wisdom. Then you will find favor with both God and people. And you will earn a good reputation. Can you see now? Luke 2.52, 1 Samuel 2.20, 26 and Proverbs chapter 3 verse 4 talks about finding favor with God and finding favor with people. Sadly, some Christians don't know how to relate to people. And the truth of the matter is, if you are really born again, if you are actually born again, and you walk in the Word of God, and you follow the teachings of God, you'll be able to deal with people. In fact, in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, where it talks about being able to have good success when you meditate on the Word of the Lord day and night, you know what it says in the literal uh, Hebrew translation? You will be able to deal wisely with the affairs of life. The management of people. The management of people will determine to a large extent your prosperity. Whatever God wants to do in your life, He will bring through people. You know, I, as I was preparing this message, I was thinking of how we came to the island and how we uh, began to start the work. I mean, I mean, bless God for my brothers Tyre and my brother Tunji. Without both of them, most likely we will not be where we are today. Now, it's, did God send us to the island? Yes, He sent us here. Now, if, if, if my relationships with them was mismanaged or I didn't have a proper relationship with them, what's going to happen? I might truncate the plan of God and I'll start blaming the devil. Are you following this now? Many of us would have been in far greater places if we'd learned how to manage relationship by the wisdom of God. The fact that you're a Christian, listen to this, God will not manage your relationships for you. God will give you access to relationships. That's the favor. The favor of God will bring you to people. And you have to manage that relationship. The favor of God, listen carefully to this, now write this down. The favor of God will introduce you to people. Your wisdom, or how you interpret and manage the dynamics of the wisdom will determine how those relationships are kept and managed. Are you, are you still with me now? Now, look at this. Jesus, when sending out the disciples to preach, He told them, He says, when you enter into any city, look at this carefully, and you, you need to follow this here, right here. 
It says, when you enter into any city to preach, it says, and you meet the man of peace. It says, whatever they offer to you, eat. He talked about the man of peace. Now, Jesus was sending them out to go preach. But he says, when you go to the city, you will find a man of peace. It says, whatever they offer to you, eat. Now, when the Lord sends you to that city and you find the man of peace, and you start quarreling with the man of peace, you start fighting with the man of peace, you start having an attitude towards the man of peace, your mission in that city is aborted. It's the same thing in your business, in your, in your, in your compound, in your yard, wherever you are. Your prosperity is tied to your relationships. Your prosperity is tied to your relationships. He that works with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. There are relationships you will plug yourself to. Nobody will recommend you. Nobody will recommend you. <clears throat> and, and I'm going to talk about that because one of the wisdom we have to establish is to learn to pull away from toxic relationships. Relationships that are non-productive will destroy your life and the purpose that God has for you and the increase that God has for you. And that's what happened in the life of Lot. That's what happened in the life of Lot. When he began to walk with Abraham, what happened? Increase began to come. Prosperity began to come to him. And then what happened? He separated from, from Abraham. He went his own way to Sodom. He, he pulled out of that relationship. He managed that relationship properly. Strife began to come out of that relationship. But Abraham managed it well. I said, listen. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. Abraham chose the part of peace. Chose the part of progress. We live in a world where it seems like relationships are not valued. It's important for us to understand that God wants us to value the relationships that He's given to us. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, there are things that God will do for you that will come in the form of the help of men. There are things that God will do for you and they will come in the form of the help of man. It is God doing it, but it will come in the shapes of relationships. I believe that sometimes when we begin to pray to God, and we're praying to God, and we're believing God for something, some of those answers come in the form of the relationships that God brings around us. And we need to be discerning. We need to be discerning. That how we manage these relationships to a large extent will determine the level of prosperity that we experience. In First Chronicles chapter 12, verse 22, are you still with me? First Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 22, it says, Day after day, men came to help David, and until he had a great army like the army of God. Can you see this now? It says, Day after day, men came to help David, until he had a great army like the army of God. But how did this whole army that's like the army of God uh, happen? How did it form? What, how did it come to be? Men were coming to help David. You know, most times, again, because of the way we've been taught sometimes in church, we only feel that it is wealthy people we should relate to. And that's a problem. Because what that becomes is that you begin to relate to people. You begin to, to, to know men after the flesh. You begin to relate to people based on what they can give to you. And you, become, you, become, uh, you, you begin to become a man pleaser. And that's not what the dynamics of relationship is. It's not about becoming a man pleaser. It's about living right with people according to the dictates of God's word. And the reason I said that is because you realize that some of the men that came to David at the early stage of his life were men that were in debt, men that were discontent, men that were in distress. These guys were broke. There was nothing to write home about them. But those men, in them, were hidden. The potential and the capacity for them to become the mighty men of David. And those were the men that became the mighty men of David. 
So when we talk about relationships here, we're not just talking about looking after money or looking, oh, this one has money, this one does not have money. That is very myopic and very unspiritual. In fact, it's a canal. Because some of the people that God is going to bring in your life or some of the people that are going to be around you, there will be nothing to them. They will be in debt or be in distress or be in discontent. But there are divine relationships that God has brought upon your life that if you understand the dynamics, you're discerning the love and you're able to manage these relationships, they become the pathway to prosperity or they become the pathway to increase. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Are you still here? Now, I want to talk about the three T's in managing these relationships. And stay with me. Everything I'm using is going to be from Scripture. Thank you, Lord. The three T's in managing relationships. How do we manage relationships properly so that we can get into the increase that God is bringing us into? How do we manage relationships properly so we can get into the season of God and the plans of God for our lives, the fulfillment of God's purpose for our lives? If you study scriptures, all true scriptures, and I took time to, to, to document that in my book, it gave several examples. I even gave the examples of, of Moses. Moses was called of God. Moses was called of God to lead the children of Israel to Canaan land. I mean, this man had a burning bush experience, but he had a problem. His, his leadership skill was zero. His leadership skill was zero. He was, he was doing all the judgment. He was doing everything by himself until Jethro, his father-in-law, came to look for him in the wilderness. And that's a man. There was no GPS then. The man did fly a plane. He had to look for Moses in the wilderness. What a father-in-law. <laughs> he went to look for Moses. And then, he told Moses, what you're doing is not good. He says, receive my counsel and God will be with you. And it took Jethro, listen to this, it took Jethro to teach Moses the principle of delegation. And he says, because if you continue this way, you would wear yourself out and the people, you would wear them out. Do you realize if Jethro had not met Moses, if Jethro had not met Moses, Moses would have died of exhaustion. And you people, I'm going to blame God. Why did God kill his servants? So you realize that for Moses to come into the place of increase to be able to fulfill his purpose... There was a Jethro he needed to listen to. He needed to listen to him. To get into that place that God wants him to get into. Are you still here? Relationships. And fulfilling the plan of God. Relationships and increase. Relationships and prosperity. God can bring people around you that just by associating with them and listening to them and yielding to what they see, you'll enter into your wealthy place. You'll enter into a place of increase. You'll enter into a place of exposure. Some of us are too wise. Too wise. We only get into relationships that our myopic mind can comprehend. We, we don't see beyond today. We don't see beyond today. We don't see beyond this moment. It's what can I get now? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, uh, it's important for us to look at, what are some of the things we, we'll, we'll look at here? Talk, talk, communication. 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 In managing relationships, the most important, not the most important now, well, one of the most important thing you must endeavor to look at is communication. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. Colossians chapter 4 verse 6. Let your conversation or your communication be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. Let your communication be gracious so you will have the right response for everyone. How to have the right response? How do you respond to people? Look at the, the, the message translation. Be gracious in your speech. You cannot manage relationships with people with, with a foul mouth. You're not gracious. You, you need to learn to be gracious with your speech as a child of God. You know, one of the examples that comes very strongly to my to my heart is the life of Paul. 
Paul was preaching and was speaking. And the man addressed him. He did not know he was the high priest. And when he addressed him a bit roughly, they said, slap his mouth there for he's speaking to the high priest. And Paul says, oh, I did not know that he was the high priest. He did not say, well, you guys don't know this new covenant revelation. You don't, no, 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 no. He recognized that authority. He recognized that authority. And yielded to it. Being spiritual does not exempt you from being gracious in speech. Rather, you should be more gracious in your speech. The goal, that's, I'm reading now, the message translation, Colossians 4, 6. Be gracious in your speech. The goal is to bring out the best in others in a conversation, not put them down, not cut them out. Bring out the best in others in conversation. Even when you are upset, look for ways to express it properly. Look for ways. Some of us have very, very myopic and childish ways of expressing anger. And in so doing, we destroy potential relationships. And yet we want God to answer us. We're praying every day. We're fasting every day. We're giving seeds every day. But we can't manage relationships. We can't manage people. Some of us will... God should just help you. You never get access to a wealthy person. It is finished for you. You will mismanage. And I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about access. Because one of the things that God uses to bless you in this life is to give you access. And some of us, once we have access... We almost become scavengers. It's important for us to understand that communication is the bedrock of relationship building. Learning how to use your words properly. Learning how to use your words properly. Ephesians 4.29 says, Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Learn to manage your words. Learn to put filter on your words. Certain words shouldn't come out of your mouth. And, and why is God giving us this instruction? This is going to help us as we build our relationships. Your life will go as far as the relationships around you. And that's the truth. And that's the truth. That's the absolute truth. Your life will go as far as the relationships around you. When you look around you, ask yourself... These relationships around me, are they progressive? Are they progressive? Am I making progress? Because relationships can usher you into the path of prosperity and also relationships can usher you into the path of lack. For he that walks with the wise will be wise, but the companion of fools will be destroyed. The next thing on that communication or on that talk is Proverbs 26 verse 11. It says, the right word at the right time is like precious gold set in silver. The right word and the right time. And I want you to observe those two words. Number one, the right word. There are right words to use. If you want relationships to keep being strong, there are right words to use. And number two, there is the right time to say something. Even when you want to ask people for something, there's the right time to ask people. We must understand this. We must learn these things. Because these things contribute a lot to our progress on the earth realm. We must learn them. We must learn how to manage relationships by proper communication. Don't just say your mind if it's not the mind of Christ. Don't say it. Learn to speak the mind of Christ. Some people don't care. They'll talk and destroy relationships of years. Use their mouth to just destroy it. To just pull it down. Relationship is a strong currency. To birth the purpose of God in your life. To experience material increase on the earth. Let me tell you something. One recommendation. Can bring you. From lack into prosperity. One recommendation. One man saying. I know him. He can get the job done. That's all that will be required. And, and that's, that's a product of relationship. That's a product of relationship. And so, if you don't manage relationship very well, and I'm going to balance this, because it's not about being, doing eye service and being men pleasers. The scripture is against that. God is your only source. 
But the relationships that God brings around you are channels of blessings and they must be managed properly. Now, the next one is treat. Learn to treat people right. Your attitude to people. And let me, let me, I'm going to read the scripture to you. And I want to base everything on scripture. I'm not, I'm not teaching you psychology. I'm teaching you God's word. I'm teaching you God's word. And I really want you to pay attention to this verse of scripture. Paul writing to Timothy, a young pastor. Look at what he says. On attitude to people. Attitude to people. Never speak harshly to an older man. But appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. He says, Timothy, you are the pastor of the church. He says, but when you're talking to older people, don't speak harshly to them. He says, appeal to him respectfully as you would your own father. How do you talk to people that are older than you? You know, people just say, well, age is a number. Age is a number. And what happens? They just talk roughly to older people. Roughly. They don't care. Bible talks about a generation that lifted up her voice and cursed her father. And is not thankful to her mother. Sadly, we're in that generation. Especially with the use of social media and, and, and chat platforms. Somebody can, you know, someone said something the other day and it's very funny. He said people can write things can write all kinds of things. They say they, they are free to express their mind because nobody is close enough to punch their mouth. <laughs> and that's what happened. People will just pick their phones and express their anger and write all kinds of stuff. Address older people without respect. Learn this. Learn this. This, this is Bible we're reading here. It says, Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him respectfully as to your own father. How would you talk to your own father? And the problem here is, we, sadly, we have homes where the children talk roughly to their fathers. And so, they, when they come out, it's tough. And why this is important is this, you know, if you don't understand this, even when you get married, you talk roughly. You will talk roughly. And that's why it's important. You see, at the end of the day, if you're not careful, your communication can destroy your marriage. Your communication can destroy your relationship with your children. Your communication can destroy your wife, your, your spouse. He says, let's build each other up. Let's communicate properly. And, and I want to put a disclaimer here also. This is not about not telling people the truth. And you know people are getting messed up and you say, well, I'm not to criticize, I'm not to judge. There is also speaking the truth in love. Praise God. They're speaking the truth in love. And, and all this needs to be balanced. But most importantly, we must understand that life is built on relationships. Some of us have trails of destroyed relationships all around us. You, you had a relationship with this person, and after four years, it's broken. If you look all around your life, you'll observe broken relationships all over the place. Because you do not understand how to manage relationships. And you wonder why you're still where you are. Never speak harshly to an older man, but appeal to him. We're reading First Timothy 5, 1. But appeal to him respectfully as you would to your own father. Talk to younger men as to would your own brothers. Treat older women as you would your mother. And treat younger women with all purity as you would your own sisters. That means that when you're talking to younger women, for instance, it's not just all sexual talks. He said, talk to them with purity as you would your own sister. If this becomes a guard in the way you relate with the uh, uh, the opposite sex, the opposite gender, it's going to guide you in relationships. Talk to them with purity as you would your own sister. And so Paul gives uh, the attitude how Timothy was to go about relating with people in the church. And this is applicable to all of us. Glory to God. Man, my time is running. Glory to God. Go to First Peter 2.17 quickly. First Peter 2.17 Thank you Lord Jesus. First Peter 2.17, so we'll talk about talk, communication, we're talking about treatment, attitude. First Peter 2.17, respect everyone and love the family of believers, fear God and respect the king. Two things I want to pick from there. Number one, respect everyone. Respect everyone. It's important. We must learn these things. Respect everyone. Don't respect the boss in the office and despise the, the janitor or the cleaner or the security man. He says respect everyone. Learn to respect people. It's God's word. We're reading First Peter 2.17. It's God's word. He says, respect everyone. 
Respect everyone. Why is God giving us these instructions? These are instructions that would help our relationships on the atrium. He says, respect the king. Respect the king. I've never seen, and I was telling uh, someone the other day, I've never seen people who flout the laws of the land like believers. I've never seen people who flout the laws of the land like believers. It's not a worthy example. It's not a worthy example. You see, let me explain something to you. (laughs) You must learn in life to hold yourself to higher standards. It says respect the king. Respect the king. When uh, an instruction is given, when a law is given, don't join the bandwagon. Respect the laws of the land. That's how you manage your relationship with authority. He says, respect everyone. Respect everyone. Respect everyone. Treat people with respect. Don't choose who to respect based on what they have or what they don't have. He says, respect everyone. Proverbs chapter 24 verse 21. Proverbs chapter 20, 24 verse 21. It says, my son, Fear the Lord and the King. You must have a proper approach to authority. <clears throat> I've seen I've seen believers get on social media and take out the president of the nation like no man's business. Is he a perfect man? No. Does he have his fault? Absolutely. Can he do better? Most probably. But it's not in our place. There are words we shouldn't say. There are words we shouldn't say. Praise the Lord. You know, these things are part of my life. I remember I was having a casual conversation with someone and I referred to the president uh, by name. I just referred to him by his first name. And I quickly corrected myself. And I said, President, and I, and I mentioned his name. And you know, the, the young man was laughing at me. He felt like, ah, what is it? No, no. Is he the president of the nation? He is. I'll give him that honor. I will not call his name like that. You can. I mean, I'm not saying he's a law. But I've trained myself that way. He says, respect the king. Fear the king. But have that, let honor for relationships and for people in authority. Let it be an inside thing. Have it on the inside of you. Be a man. Choose to be a man of honor. Choose to be a man of honor. And if you do that, your relationships will be matured. I've seen, I've seen, and, and I know, and I know some people are training their children that way. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. But I've seen you raise your children to call you by your first name. You don't think anything is there. It's simple and all that. The challenge those children are going to have is when they go out into the society, they will not know how to respect or call, and then you're going to call people by their first name. Oh, so, well, that's what they do in the developed nation. My friend, this is not the developed nation. This is not the developed nation. And the fact that someone is doing it doesn't mean it is right. And and so you just see people without any altar of respect. To them, it is civilization. But you realize that that very attitude hinders their access. Hinders their ability. You know, and, and you've trained them up that way. And people are scared to relate with them. Because to them, it's rudeness. Look at this. My son, fear the Lord and the King. And do not associate with the rebellious. He says, don't have a relationship with the rebellious. The king, if you're reading the New King James Version or the King James Version, he says, do not, do not be friends with those who are subject to change. You're quickly changing. They quickly change their loyalty. Rebellious people. They see what God's word says. They don't want to do it. They say, don't associate with them. The way you manage that relationship is not to associate with them. Are you following this now? There are people you should not associate with. It's a management of relationship. And I'm going to show you from scripture. Paul told Timothy, he said, from certain people, he says, withdraw yourself from them. You know why? You see, because if you keep walking, and I'm going to... Uh, the story is in my book, but I'm going to talk about it. 
Uh, uh, let me tell you now. Uh, there was a young lawyer, my mentor, Reverend Tony Ate, told all this story many years ago, and I've never forgotten it. There was a young lawyer, he was struggling in his business, struggling so much in his business. And there was another lawyer in that town, so successful, so successful. The man had too much business. <laughs> and so this young lawyer went to him and said, sir, I need you to help me. I need you to help me. Give me the secret of your business. Please, help me so I can, you know, take care of my family and all that. And so, the older lawyer who was successful told him, don't worry, I want you to do something. Come with me, I'm going to take you around town, we're just going to have conversations around town, go to a few places I go to and the rest. The man was excited and he thought, well, glory to God, this is it, this man is going to introduce me to his contacts and all that. The man walked him around town, went to the places he was going to, you know, just walked around town, went to a lot of places and said, well... Thank you so much for coming and it's, you know, have a good day. And this man was disappointed. He didn't tell him anything about the legal business. He didn't tell him any secret. He didn't reveal not one thing to him. This man was disappointed. And of course, you know how he would have felt. You know, these people, when they are rich, they don't tell you their secret and all that. To his utmost surprise, he got to the office the next day. His phone began to ring. People began to call him for jobs and, and all that. And he began to you know, just go up from there and, 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 and all that. And so he came back to this man, to the older lawyer. And said, what did you do? Did you call people on my behalf? Or what did you do? Because I'm seeing people are beginning to come to me. And he told him something. He said, you know what? I'm a successful lawyer. And I rarely go out with other lawyers. Except those that work for me. He said, the fact that people saw you with me and we were talking. They felt you, if I'm associating with you and they cannot afford me, at least they can afford you. And because he worked with that lawyer, people began to associate both of them together. And when they went to this one and they, they cannot handle the fees, they were, but I saw this lawyer with this other lawyer and I think that one might be able to do it. And that's how he began to come through. Of course, it's a summarized version of the story, but the lesson is this. Who you work with will determine the things that work with you. Who you work with will determine what work towards you. And you've got to be careful. Even as we're talking about relationships at the, at the bedrock of increase, it doesn't mean you relate with everybody in the street. You relate with everybody and say, ah, his relationship is real. You know, because then people now go to the extreme. You relate with mad people. You relate with crazy people. You relate with all kinds of people. Everywhere you are there. Say, why? It's relationship. No, that has become foolishness. That's not what I'm teaching. Because in management of relationships, you must also tell yourself, I can relate with this person and I cannot relate with this person because every relationship will leave a footprint in your life. Write that down. Every relationship will leave a footprint in my life. No one relationship will leave you the same. Not one. I don't care how strong you are. I don't care how wise you are. I don't care how powerful you are. Not one relationship would leave you the same. Do you realize when Jesus left, the, uh, when Jesus, you know, went through the process of the cross and everything, Peter said he was going back to fishing. Some disciples followed him to fishing. If Peter did not suggest that, they would not have gone. If Peter did not suggest that he should go fishing, they would not have gone. So when you are in relationships, the suggestions becomes a command. Suggestions in relationships almost are like commands. I want to do this. Oh, if you like, don't come. If you like, don't come. If you already know that they are saying come. Because we have built relationships in such a way that it's, it's emotionally driven. And that's why you find a lot of bandwagon effect. People doing things they naturally would not want to do, but because of... So we must understand, if the relationship is not productive, then it has to be terminated. We're going to go to that, that point now. Now, let me, let me just give you this now. Romans 13.7. Praise God. Wow. Romans 13.7. Are you getting blessed? Say amen if you are. Romans 13.7. Give to everyone what you owe them. I like this. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. And this is one way of managing relationship. Make sure you pay your taxes. Make sure you pay what you owe the government. If you have a shop and you need to pay for your stuff, pay. Pay. Don't be part of those who connect light illegally. 
<laughs> do your job right. You know why? Because that's also, you know, I, I, let me say this. I'm sorry to say this, but when I see the way people go about life, it tells me a lot about their value system. Let's say, for instance, if I'm living in a compound and uh, we, could, we could do something properly with our lights and everything, but then people don't want to do it properly. They keep cutting corners. They keep cutting corners. If I have a major thing to do that has to do with integrity, I will not pick my neighbor who is constantly cutting corners with the government lights. It's simple. He will cut corners with your business. It's, it's very simple. That is a reflection of your integrity. That's a reflection of your integrity. So sometimes, the way you live amongst people, it's like when you find a very quarrelsome someone, and then you know people say, you know, ah, we, this is our sister, why don't we involve him in this? We just say, ah, no, don't worry, I think this number is okay. He said, no, no, we need somebody. You, you might not want to come out and say this person is quarrelsome, but you know how you will resist the inclusion of that person. Are you following this now? There are people, if they are in a group, you know, there are, there are certain people, you just know them. They are going out with some people and like, oh, well, they are friends now. And you know, almost unconsciously, you say, don't worry, give them, give them six months. And true to your word, almost like a very sharp prophet, before the year is over, they are not friends with those people anymore. You are going to see them with someone else. And you say, oh, don't worry, just give them six months. That's the lifespan of their patience. The lifespan of their attitude. And so, if you look around their lives, they are broken trails of friendship. And the funny thing with these kind of people is they never see the problem is with them. The problem is always with other people. And this, why am I, why am I being big on this? These are some of the things that are stopping believers from getting to the next level of wealth. Getting to the next level of increase. Getting to the next level of business increase. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, Romans 13, 7. Let's go quickly. Wow. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them. And give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Give respect and honor to those who are in authority. Do you realize that after Jesus healed some people, he would say, go and show yourself to the priest? Jesus was honoring the men who were in authority. Do you realize Jesus told John the Baptist, baptize me to fulfill all righteousness, suffer it to be so for now. Jesus respected John the Baptist. If it's some people, I mean, they'll tell you, do you know how I came to this? <laughs> you were born because your father slept with your mother. But I was born by the Holy Ghost. You know what Holy Ghost is? <laughs> no. No matter how high placed you are, you must know that certain times in life, you have to respect certain levels of people. I, and, and, and I've observed that, right? I've observed that. When you when you respect people, when you honor people, certain things will open doors for you. Certain things will just open up for you. Ability to respect people, to honor people. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's go to the, the next T. Terminate. Terminate. You must exit relationships that are not productive. But how you exit relationships are important. Exit relationships with wisdom. Exit relationships with wisdom. Don't exit relationships with insults. Let the last text message from you to that person not be full of poison. Sometimes it's better to refrain. How you exit relationships is important. Because certain relationships you exit in a time in the future, they may have to play back again. Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy 6.5 Constant friction of people of corrupt minds and destitute of the truth who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. Withdraw yourself from such. So that process of withdrawal has to be gradual. You, God has told us who to withdraw from. How you withdraw is left to be your wisdom. If you withdraw rashly and, 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 and destroy everything, that's a problem. But there's a way you can withdraw. You can withdraw with wisdom. Some relationships you need to withdraw from. You cannot stay in abusive relationships all in the name of the fact that we're teaching relationships. Or stay in relationships that are leading you to ungodliness. Or stay in relationships that are not making you productive with what God has called you to do. Even as a minister of the gospel, certain times in my life I might need to withdraw from certain ministers. I withdraw gradually. I withdraw gradually. I withdraw gradually. 
It's not that you're quarreling with the person, but you have withdrawn. Why? We are keeping to the Pauline instructions of withdrawing ourselves from people who suppose that godliness is a means of gain. So let me give you an example. I'm a minister of the gospel. I cannot say because, you know, relationships are the pathway to prosperity, for instance. I now see a minister who is constantly raising funds, constantly teaching what is not right. And I say, well, they say we should keep relationships. No. No. He that works to the wise will be wise and the companion of fools will be destroyed. So what do I do? If I see that the man is supposing that godliness is a means of gain. If I see that the man is causing constant friction, he's of corrupt mind and he's destitute of the truth, what do I do? I start withdrawing myself. And that's why you hear people say, oh, you are withdrawing. You, you just let them know whatever they want to do. But you have to withdraw. So you have to discern relationships. You have to discern relationships. At certain times, Jesus withdrew himself from his brothers. You know what his brothers told him? They said, people don't perform miracles publicly, uh, in, in secret. If you are really performing miracles, go to Jerusalem. Go do it publicly. If he had heeded to the voice of his brothers, he would have died before his time. And would not have redeemed mankind. So, the fact that people are your brothers does not mean that relationships should not be managed with wisdom. Your brothers can counsel you to destruction. Your friends can counsel you to destruction. And so, there's a whole lot of dynamics involved in this. In 1 Samuel chapter 18, verse 14, when Saul wanted to kill David, and Saul understood that, uh, sorry, David understood that Saul wanted to kill him. Do you know the secret of David knowing that Saul wanted to kill him, and how he was able to manage that whole transaction was because he became friends with Jonathan. He managed his relationship with Jonathan well. He did not say, it's your father that wants to kill me. You also, you are a bad boy. No. No. But you understand, that relationship was so powerful because when Saul died and, and, and Saul died later, David became king and said, who is in the house of Saul that I might show you in mercy? And they brought Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth ripped from the relationship that David had. But David was such a man. David was such an amazing man. He refused to kill Saul even when Saul wanted to kill him. He said, how can I touch the Lord's anointed? I, I dealt with all of that. How can I touch the Lord's anointed? The man had honor. The man had honor. The man had honor. He knew that at a point in my life, this was the Lord's anointed. At a point. Even today, we don't even wait for the anointing to leave men before we dishonor them. And let me tell you this, and it's very important. How you treat the anointing determines a whole lot in your life. That's, that's very important. How you treat the anointed ones determine a whole lot in your life. First Chronicles 20.20 Believe the Lord and you will be established. Believe His prophets and you will prosper. The word prosper there is shalak. It means to move forward. It means to move forward. To make progress. Praise the name of the Lord. First Samuel 18.14 And David behaved himself wisely in all his ways and the Lord was with him. So when David understood how the situation in Saul's house was, he behaved himself wisely. You are serving with a wicked boss, for instance. Behave yourself wisely. You're serving with someone who is looking for faults in the job you do. You have the responsibility to behave yourself wisely. You don't have the responsibility to kill them by fire. No. You have the responsibility of wise behavior. You are not a murderer. You're living in a compound where things are tense. Behave yourself wisely. You're living in an environment where it looks like nobody likes you. Welcome to the club of behaving yourself wisely. You've just been admitted. We cannot run from tough situations. We cannot run from tough relationships. Sometimes, how you manage difficult relationships will determine the level of your prosperity. How you manage your enemies. How you manage those who dislike you. How you manage those who, um, who, who, who don't support you. The way Jesus managed his brothers. The way Jesus managed his parents. He was preaching and he said, Come! The mother is waiting for you outside. Mother didn't wait for the sermon to finish. He said, go and call him. He's my son. Tell him his mother is he's married. He's waiting for him. <laughs> you understand that? And what happened? Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my father? Who are my brothers and my sisters? He says, those who are listening to members of my church. <laughs> I'm sure it would not have been easy for him. But he must learn to manage those relationships. He learned to manage relationship with his disciples properly. He knew, uh, he knew Peter was going to deny him. 
You know, he didn't say, Peter, if I finish swearing for you, if you deny me, I'll swear for you. <laughs> no, he said, I prayed for you. When you overcome, strengthen the brethren. Thomas was scared. He had to approach Thomas at that level. Relationship dynamics, we all need to learn. We must learn to manage difficult people by the help of the Holy Spirit. We must learn to manage difficult people by the help of the Holy Spirit. You must exit toxic relationships, non-productive relationships. You must not pour your time and energy on them. Praise God. Uh, Proverbs thirteen twenty. We're going to take some extra five five minutes here, but you're home already, so just just relax. Praise God. Proverbs thirteen twenty. Walk with the wise and become wise, for a combine of fools will suffer harm. Walk with the wise and become wise. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Associate with fools and get in trouble. Associations will release information and this information becomes the bedrock of your life. People will give you five things. Let me talk about this and then we close. People will give you five things. Relationships will give you five things. Please write these things down and very important. And make sure you get the book when it's out because there's a whole lot that we're not even talking about. Are you, are you there now? Okay. Relationship will give you five things. Number one, opportunities. 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 Relationship will grant you opportunities. In Titus chapter 2 and 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 3 and 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 12 and 18, Paul sent Titus. Sorry. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 verse 3 and 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 18. Paul sent Titus on his behalf. He gave him opportunity. I'm sending Titus to you. He gave him opportunity. Relationships will give you opportunity. When you relate with people, they are going to give you certain opportunities. You must learn to manage these opportunities well. I'm, I'm, I'm a minister today because my dad gave me opportunity to preach. I mean, of course, I was called into the ministry, but he gave me the opportunity to preach. He gave me the opportunity to plant this church. Relationships will grant you opportunities. Number two, relationship will give you trust and recommendations. It says, choose a good reputation over great riches. Being held in high esteem is better than silver and gold. To be held in high esteem. One of the things that you will get from relationship is people, when people trust you, they'll begin to recommend you. Say, oh, this guy can do it. This guy can do it. But some people will take money above good names. They recommend you somewhere and you'll mess up the whole job. Not knowing that someone's name is at stake. You see, you must tell yourself this. If someone recommends me for something, it's not only my name at stake. The name of the man who recommended me is at stake. Don't go about when people have recommended you for stuff or to do something. You go about as if you're on your own world. Some don't even give feedback anymore. <laughs> people will give you trust. People will give you recommendation. Do you realize that even though God spoke to Joseph that he was going to be the prime minister of Egypt... In Genesis 41, at the age of 31, uh, at the age of 30, sorry, Genesis 41, at the age of 30, the cupbearer was the one that recommended him to Pharaoh. He says, I remember a man in prison who interpreted my dreams. God had told him, you are going to be a prime minister, you are going to be a great man. But that prophetic word was tied to his relationship with the cupbearer. Imagine he was fighting with the cupbearer every day in prison. And you know one thing, you know what? You know, how did Joseph interpret the dream? He went and said, you're looking sad today. What's the problem? He said, well, I had a dream I didn't like. He said, well, tell me how you interpret. Do you realize Joseph was in prison unjustly? I mean, even as a pastor of, of, of my local church, there are people, when you see them coming, you're just scared. What's happening? Their face non-smiling. And you know, people, sometimes people can be afraid to approach you because they don't know when you're happy. It's like, uh, can we talk to her today? Uh, okay, let's check her face first. And check her face, say, no, no, not today, not today. It's not a good time. And when we check how many not good times you have, out of 31 days, 29 days is not a good time. You only have one good time a day, maybe the day you receive your salary. And how do you want to prosper? How do you want to get married? You want to get married and you're not smiling. You want people to be friends with you. And you're selective. 
You can have three people sitting on the row. You greet one person, skip the other person, and greet the other person. You know, what you have just done is you have just shown the other two people you greeted your attitude. You know, we used to say something in school that it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter. matters a lot. There are people who have just gotten married simply by recommendation. Simply by recommendation. There are people who have gotten jobs simply by recommendation. That's what you get when you know how to manage relationships properly. There are house helps that have helped people and have become families. They've helped them to the point where they are the children are even closer to the house help than their parents. We shouldn't be. But it has happened in some cases. And you will hear them say, this one is like a sister to me. And there are other ones. You are waiting for the end of the month. At a point you just say, don't worry. We will end the month for you. You can go. It's vice versa. Sometimes, some people have treated house helps like family members. And some others have treated them like slaves. Every relationship must be managed properly. Give you recommendations. Relationship to give you wisdom and counsel. Proverbs eleven fourteen, Where there is no wise, intelligent guidance, the people fall off and go off course like a sheep without a helm. But in the abundance of wise and godly counselors, there is victory. Wise counsel. Amplified version. Wise counsel. Relationships will give you what? Wise counsel. That's why you should be in the right relationship. Most times, and this is what I found, you know, very disturbing. As we grow in this generation, people would rather want your money than your wisdom. You'll be close to a wise man. And all you want is his money and not his wisdom. When his wisdom can put you where he is. Why don't you ask for wisdom? Why don't you ask for wisdom? Relationships ought to give you access to wisdom and counsel. Praise the name of the Lord. Then the next one, relationship will give you access. This is important. Relationship will give you what? Access. And I want to say this to you. Very, very important. Do not take access for granted. When somebody gives you access into his life, gives you access into their family, gives you access into his inner circle, do not take it for granted. One day, uh, one of my mentors, I've got two mentors, just two mentors, all right? One of my mentors, one of them, uh, wanted to change his WhatsApp number. So, he sent me a message. And he says, oh, this is my WhatsApp number. This is my new WhatsApp number. You know, I felt so excited. I felt so, I felt honored. In fact, I called my other friend and I said, you know what? You know, one of our mutual friends, of course... It's very closer to him than me. And I said, you know what? This person just sent me his private WhatsApp number. I was so excited. Now, why was I excited? I understood the principle about life. By changing that number, he has eliminated, <laughs> he has eliminated people from access. By changing that number, he has changed access. And not everyone will have access to him. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. That's what it... That's, you see, the higher people go, the more they determine your access. When somebody gives you access and says, you can spend time with my family, you can spend time with my children, they are giving you a high level of access. And that must be treated with honor. When people share confidential information with you, they're giving you a high level of access. Most times we mismanage access. And if you mismanage access, you will never be trusted for higher responsibilities. So access is a pathway to increase prosperity. That's why I realize even in the office, you all might be at the same level. I'm not talking about managers who, are, who play favoritism, but it's called that certain workers are given access. It's called access to higher levels of things. The higher you go in life, the more the access is coded. Life is not just as plain as you see it here. Despairing access. Despairing access. You know, sometimes I've had people tell me, Oh, Pastor, if you need anything, just let us know. Some of you, they must never tell you that word. They must never, in this life, the person that does that has made the greatest mistake in his life. If you need anything, let me know. He says, I don't even need to let you know. I'm here now. Can we start? Is it the small need or the medium need or the last key need? No. There are people you know right now, 
build, build relationship with them. The day you need them is coming, not today. Don't finish a relationship. Don't finish everything in a relationship before you start. Don't exhaust a relationship. Some relationships will only bear fruit years afterwards. Be patient. Praise the name of the Lord. Alright. Glory to God. Correction. So people will give you access to time, family, and their network. And their network. That's very important. Correction. Proverbs 13 verse 18. If you ignore criticism, you will end in poverty and disgrace. If you accept correction, you will be honored. You know, the challenge sometimes is we want relationships without correction. Relationships ought to give you access to honest feedback and correction. Let me say this. Never stay in relationships where you cannot be corrected. Where somebody cannot say this thing, I don't think you should do it this way. Where you cannot receive sound criticism for the things you're doing. If you allow your life to just coast, what's going to happen is you find out for yourself that you're not making much progress. So if we look at the life of Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz. Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz. You can study the book of Ruth. You understand that this whole thing just played out. Ruth, Naomi, and Boaz. There was opportunities. There was trust. There was recommendations. There was wisdom. There was counsel. There was access. There was correction. There was correction. And because of the relationship that Ruth and Naomi had, a great destiny was buried from that. Just because she understood the power of relationship. Lastly, write this thing down. Three levels of relationship you would have. Number one, there are those above you. That's the generation above you. There are those who are your peers. And there are those who are below you, the next generation. Don't talk to the people above you like you're talking to your peers. Recognize that. That's what, that's what Paul told Timothy. Don't speak to the older people like they're your brothers. They're not your brothers. They are older. And learn to speak to them that way. Learn how to talk to your generation. And learn how to speak to those below you. This is very important. Praise the name of the Lord. I believe that we'll get all the other substance along these lines from the book. Glory to God. Let's, let's pray. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We give you praise and glory. We just thank you for this season of prosperity and this season of increase. And we just speak increase upon the life of everyone. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for listening to Word Connect with Pastor Maxwell Ogaga. We encourage you to share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information and free downloads, please visit www.thepastormax.ng. We would like to hear from you. Send us an email, info at pastormax.ng. Or you can call 0805-888-7575. God bless you.